Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Do you here for a little girl? Well, Santa, I want a podcast that contains adult language and mature situations. That's good, little girl. Well, go talk to the elf over there. Who's next? Well, hello there, little boy. How are you doing today? I'm good, Santa. Come sit on Santa's lap and tell me what you want for Christmas. Well, I want a podcast that contains coke-snorting executives and a big black Johnson and, and, and a little white Johnson. Um, uh, go talk to the, the, the elf over there. The, the sexy one, not the little gay one. The one that's a girl. She'll make you straight, I think. Oh, oh well. Well, let's see who's going to sit on Santa's lap next. How about you, little boy? Hi, Santa. How are you doing today? Pretty good, little boy. So, what would you like for Christmas? Well, Santa, I'd like a pair of shoes I could walk in glass with, and I would also like John McClane with a gun strapped to his back with Christmas tape. Okay, that's a little unusual, but I'll see what I can do. Now, talk to the elf over there. Oh boy, I think that kid's gonna try killing his teacher. Oh well, who's next? How about you, little girl? Hey, Santa. How you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. So what can I help you with? Well, Santa, I'd like, uh, well, German-speaking Severus Snape, and I want pre-gay Carl Winslow, and I also want a guy named Carl with a K. Oh, well, I'll see what I can do. You Talk to the elf over there, and, uh, and what about, hello there, little boy, how are you doing today? Hi, Santa. Hello there, little boy, come sit on my lap and tell me what you want for Christmas. Is it okay if I stand really close to you, but not actually on your lap? That's no problem, little boy, so what do you want for Christmas? I want a podcast that contains over 600 million in untraceable bear bonds and a stain-proof John Phillips three-piece suit. Oh, the little Reaganite, I see. Well, talk to the elf over there with the business glasses on. And remember, children, that listener discretion is advised. Ho, ho, ho! Episode 24. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho! Hey guys, welcome to a very special, very happy episode of the Spyrokin Movie Review. Yes, it is our Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, um, whatever you festivist people worship in, for all you satanic worshippers, Satan. welcome. <laughs> Yes, and soon it'll be Happy New Year. Right, guys? 
It'll, it will be a happy new year. I think I have high hopes for 2011. That should be good. Yes, as you as you hear for the voices, yes, Cal is back and Deke is back for another fun-filled episode. And this is going to be especially fun-filled because it's a holiday episode. And it's coming out, ironically, on December 25th. Damn. How'd awesome. How did you manage that, that one? Well, Don't you have a family to... To see and enjoy. Well, with the magic of editing and also with being able to release things early, that's how I did it. <laughs> In reality, Zan's a slave driver. Doesn't let us celebrate Christmas with our families. We're coming to you live on Christmas Eve. Yes, work, work. Gotta go to work. Work all day. Work for underpants. Step one: collect underpants. Step two. Step three, profit! Yay! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I am a slave driver, yes. Oh, things have degenerated very quickly in this episode. So far, yes. <laughs> we haven't even introduced what this episode or this show is about. Zan gave us a memo of the format, and we just fucking tore that shit up, and we're going for it. Wet my ass with it. <laughs> yes, it is Christmas, and it is supposed to be snowy, and it is clear! Yeah. Uh, well, a little bit of snow. It's totally looking forward to a snowball fight. Yeah. Snowball fight? No, you put a rock in there and be like, <laughs> Take this, all you forum readers. <laughs> <laughs> right up Big Rick's ass. <laughs> Big Rick be like, He Ooh. likes it up his ass. <laughs> it makes me feel like a man. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. We love you, Big Rick. You're the man. Yes, and, and you, Ruby, and you, Hanny, and you, Art Foley, and you, Wingspan. And Chaos. Chaos of 99 and Siggy and all of you who are going to wish a very happy and wondrous vacation, holiday, whatever the hell we're going to call it. We're just here to relax and have a good time. Now, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Spock Inside that provides information and reviews about movies. Every episode, we'll review one or two movies, depending on the situation, and tell you about it. So, you'll know if it's worth watching or not. I mean, you don't have to agree with anything we say, but we're a little informative, and we are in no way true professionals. And we're free. Exactly. Yeah, and we're available. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, we are recording this in the future because on Christmas I'm actually going to be working. You gotta work on Christmas? I work the midnight shift on Christmas, so I get home when Santa comes home. It blows. Mm, Yes, it does, but I get to sit there and do nothing. Well, no one's there visiting me. Will suck, Royally. I'm sad. <laughs> you can listen to old episodes of the Spirekin manga review. Very true. Yes, or you can troll the forums at spirekin.darkbb.com. Or check out the regular website, www.spirekin.com. Or check the voicemail at... 206-350-8462. And leave us lots of messages. And also enter our contest, the top ten movie vehicles of all time. We currently have two entries. We can't let them win. Come on. You guys can better gumption than that. There's so many good vehicles out there, like the... And the... My favorite is the... From that one movie... Oh, you mean... No, the sequel. Oh, okay. Wait, 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 I thought that was the... No, you're thinking of the... Aha! Oh, shit. See, I originally thought it was... But it ended up trying to be... With a vengeance. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Aha. Well, speaking of with a vengeance, well, we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> yes. We should go with our emails. Yes, we have the emails today. Three emails, in Ooh. fact. Yes. All right. I love emails. 
Yes. And do you remember these emails? Or we and you can email us, like I said, spyarkin at gmail.com, Zan at spyarkin.com. Deke at wait, wait Deke.spyarkin <laughs> at gmail.com. Cal.spyarkin at gmail.com. Oh, and I for, I remember we have to say spyarkinmovie at gmail.com now. Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, well, yeah. We, we changed Sparkin it. Movie at gmail.com. Yes, it says Sparkin. And also, we're on Facebook under Sparkin Movie. Twitter. For Christmas we, Story. We like a title for this segment. Because if we're, I think we should start reading. It is the email. The emails. What? What? The emails. <laughs> Reader mail. No. All right. You guys, if you want to come up with an intro for the, for the email segment, please send it to us. We told you about this last time and you guys didn't listen to us, so please, someone, send us an email with some sort of opening for us. Yeah, this this little section needs some kind of framework around it. Okay, yeah, so the, the first music. email is from a guy who thinks he's the one. Ooh, Neo. Okay. And How's Morpheus? Exactly. So who wants to read this email first? Take that red pill and shove it up your ass. I'm kidding, Neo. <laughs> he probably he probably had a nice uh, like. Oh, I love you guys. You're my favorites. And then we just told him to shove it up his ass. He's like, ah, fuck you, faggot. It's well, <laughs> let's see what Neo has to well, say. Well, judging by the content of his email, he's nitpicking us, so oh, you know what? He's going to go. get, get ripped a little bit. Here okay. He said, I was listening to episode 7 of the movie podcast, and I had a quick question for you. During your disclaimer, you spoke of gay football players, but you did not talk about them in the podcast. Was there something that I missed, or did you omit something? People what was that, what was that episode? That was with Belchan. That was the Valentine's Day episode. And, and there was some editing, and partially we make our disclaimers in the beginning, and then we just roll with it, so sometimes we will forget things that we talked about in the disclaimer, so you must forgive us. And why was there... There was only one gay football player, and he said, I'm gay and I'm gonna play. Which is retarded on yes. so many what levels. Movie, what movie was that? Valentine's Day. It was, that was the title of the movie, too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, it was not, It was a very... Well, you can listen to episode 7 to hear what it's about. But yes, I hope that answered your question, and sometimes we do that with other movies as well, where we say things. See, I have to question the uh, the ability of somebody who's nitpicking about a episode called Valentine's Day. I mean, come on, man. Are you just like a heartless <laughs> troll? Do you have no loved one to watch this with? And it w- But it wasn't released on Valentine's Day, so you gotta give him some crap. Oh, okay. Neil's gonna slit his ritz over here. <laughs> His Ritz? Okay. <laughs> Got it. All right, you, all right, next one. Who wants to read this? Well, oh, this one's long. All right. Well, you, uh, apparently whoever wrote this does not know how to use punctuation, Ooh. so do you want... Yeah, and carriage returns, oddly placed. Okay, right, so who wants to try reading this? I'll try, I'll try to read this. Okay, go ahead. Wait, wait, who's it by? Who's it from? Someone named Curtis. Curtis. Curtis from the internet writes... Great podcast. I'm loving how you guys go through the movies and pick them apart and let me know things that I did not know about the movies and how awesome and great they are. <gasps> Zan, you are the man. I love listening to the manga review and the movie review because it is almost like you are telling a story to us listeners and you are very knowledgeable of movies and trivia and stuff. Cal, you are a pretty cool co-host and while you do talk about the stuff that I do not get, I really enjoy listening to the episodes you are on because you say the thing... You say thing very directly, and it seems funny. Deke, you are my favorite co-host because you are crazy and say the most random things possible yet make complete sense, especially your take on Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> you seem like a cool person. When you started out, you were, were all quiet and stuff, but you have opened up. Now I really enjoy the episodes you're on. Boz, you are weird, and that's all I can say about that. Rufus, you are a faggot. No, I'm sorry, says Rufus. You are way too quiet, and you, should come, <laughs> you should come back and do another podcast review, maybe Dogma. Zorro, you started out sounding kind of goofy, but you turned out to be pretty cool, and the Monster Squad episode especially made me laugh when you were coming back. Hope you sound really cute. Wait, 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 wait. Hope you sound really cute. What, is he talking to Zorro? Yeah, I think he wants whoa. Zorro. Whoa, whoa. Hope oh. you sound really cute, and are, are you seeing anyone? Also, 
should talk a little louder in your episodes. I think that he means Hope our co-host. Oh, I hope so. Because we have Alright, so if if Hope is kind of hard to hear, how does he know she sounds really cute? Ooh. Mm. I lawyered you on that one, Curtis. Ash, Ash, you should talk more. You seem to know what the hell is going on in the movies that you don't talk what is up with that. Either way, I hope you hear from you guys, and I can't wait to hear some new episodes. Thanks for all the info. Curtis. That's a good email. Thanks, Curtis. Now, Curtis, now first off, there is this thing called spell check. Well, actually, no. Everything was spelled correctly. Yeah, but, you got the spelling right. But, punctuation was questionable. Yes. Punctuation, commas. And I'm going to put the formatting on the fault of his email client. Uh, maybe, but the run-on sentences, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're probably a young kid, maybe, I'm going to assume, 15? Pro- Let's not shit on him too bad. He no, wrote no, us a nice he was email. A, he's a, he's, he, that was a good stand. I got to stick up for my man, Kurt, <laughs> especially since I'm his favorite co-host. Yeah. Don't worry, Kurt, I got your back, buddy. No, yeah. no, 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 we, 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 we like the emails, and we appreciate everything you said. I do. You know, I'm not going to knock him on grammar errors. Good job, Curtis. Kudos. Thank you for enjoying. We're gonna the get process. this reputation of if you want to be shit on, email the Spiraling Movie <laughs> Review. We'll you review you. your shitty email. <laughs> it's not shitty. Spiraling email review. Let's just call that segment the, the Spiraling Email Review. Yes, that's the name of our new segment. Yes, Spiraling oh Email Review. Yes. All right. It's pretty well done. Thank you. <laughs> Hope you enjoy, and we will hopefully send you an email later, Curtis. Oh, right. that's Sorry. fucking hilarious. Now let's get into number six. Now, All hail the Sparkin' Movie Review. You want me to read it? Yes. All right. Hey, Zan and crew. I am Mark from Boulder, Colorado. I'm a really big fan of the podcast. My favorite part of the podcast is your disclaimers and how... How you make each one pertain to the episode it precedes. While it is true that there are some rather plain disclaimers, there are, <laughs> there are some that are so funny I can't help but burst out laughing. So for your consideration, here are a few suggestions for new disclaimer concepts. Number one, prisoner walking to the gas chamber. This can be used for movies like The Green Mile and The Shawshank Redemption. That's, a per- that's pretty good. I like that one. Good. Number two, a 30s gangster and his mole arguing uh, arguing over something trivial. This can be used in any gangster movie like The Untouchables. All right. A, a mole? I don't know I what know. that is. A mole, like, I know, I know what it is. Sheen, get your hands off my... Oh, all right. My, my I know that, but this, lang- this language is very... Um, Listen, like, older. It's a little bit older. Well, so, 30s gangster, I mean, you gotta be, the movie has to no, be No, but just, right. just the way he sounds so far, I think um, Mark may be a little bit older. He Let's might be, use that for the Sparkin Boardwalk Empire review. Perhaps. Next one. <laughs> Number three, a soapbox carpet bagger selling his wares. This can be used for any films that have to do with con men and snake oil salesmen. I really think that Mark is older. Yeah, Just a little Yeah. Number four, send a comedian. This can be used for any comedy. Okay. Number five, psychiatrist and his patient during a therapy session. Hmm. I like that one. That can be used for a lot of stuff. Number six, a 50s greaser can be used in any f- film with greasers, like Back to the Future or American Graffiti. But no, Back to the Future, we have to have Marty get the flux capacitor. <laughs> yeah, oh man, I can't wait to review that. Oh, All you guys do the whole trilogy? What do you think? No, you gotta, we gotta break them up. You you gotta, to, yeah, you gotta have a trilogy of podcasts. Trilogy, yeah, okay, there we yeah. go. The non-order. We but we have like to time travel within the podcast. Yeah, so no, in num- that was, that's what yeah, I was saying. In number two, we have to go back and redo a part of number one and then go back into the... Yeah, oh, that'd be yeah. fucking sick. Okay, yeah. we got to work on it. Go yeah, back into the Wild West for number we'll, three. We'll get the, we'll get the, we'll get the schematics now. Uh, what am I? It's number seven. A traveling hobo on a train. This could be for any travel movie. Number eight. General addressing his troops. Okay, movies like Platoon. Number nine. Cowboy in a gunfight. Number ten. Captain of a PT boat. Uh, movies like Pearl Harbor. I hope that these ideas can help you, and I hope that you are able to use them in future content. Da, 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 da. Mark, yes. Mark O. Desmunde. Thank you for the suggestions. We probably will end up using at least one or two of these. Yes, Mr. Desmunde. And we'll 
we're probably not going to end up giving you credit because we're going to forget all about it, but uh, know that when you hear it, you can know that you made it happen. I know. Share it with all your friends and family, and be sure to give them the, uh, the address, spirekin.darkbb.com, and tell them to visit us. Yeah. And leave us more information there. And let us see now. We're going to go quickly hey, to... you know what? We should ask for ratings on iTunes. How are we doing on that? Uh, we have six votes, and with the exception of one person who I bashed way back in episode three of the Monger Review, we're doing pretty good. All right. If you like us, review us on, on iTunes. Yes. If you don't like us, give a negative review to some other random podcast and leave us alone. Okay, and let's see now. <laughs> we would appreciate it. <laughs> and now, we are Spire- fragile, despite our, our <laughs> gruff uh, demeanors. Now, in Spirekin Movie Chat, let's see what's new. Currently, we have a post on the What Are You Listening To Right Now uh, thread, which is just music you're listening to at the moment, and it's done by Ms. Wingspan. Sorry, Wingstruck. I like that's a good idea. I should post in that. And she's listening to All I Want for Christmas is You hey. by My Chemical Romance. Did you post that one? Yeah. No, yes. that's okay. Yes. So I've never heard that song before, but I don't think I want to play it right now. We have to screen it before it makes a podcast. I don't know about those My Chemical Romance fellows. Yeah, we have to. Next is Why Am I Watching This in The Cape? Now, The Cape is a new movie coming out, a new TV show coming out, and let's see what Hope said about it. Hope said, I'm looking forward to the show. I just hope that it isn't all hype and that it's just as good as the promos are making it out to be. Now, I caught a couple of commercials for this, and it looks like it has a real danger of being kind of cheesy. So, But it has Keith David, which I know it has takes David. most of it away. Keith David has the nerd cred, but do you think he's got the he's got the, the broad appeal to, for an NBC show? But also it's, it has Vinnie Jones, which... And he's kind of like the mentor figure. He's not even the star of the show, True, and it has Vinnie Jones, like I said, who that drops points on. Vinnie Jones from uh, Snatch and Lockstock and all those. And X-Men 3. Uh, I'm Juggernaut, bitch! Exactly, he loses points on that. Yeah, but that whole movie sucked ass. That was just a fucking... <laughs> that was like a cash cow. But that was a director. We, we, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that one. Wasn't that Mick Brett Ratner? G? No, Mick G. Mick Gay. Oh, no, wait. No, it was, it Brett, was Ratner. Brett Ratner. Yeah, yeah he was. Right, Mick well. G went on... He, he started out sucking balls and he did Terminator Salvation. Which was a little bit better. Terminator Salvation wasn't bad. Nah. Other news we could oh, talk about. Let's talk about the Thor trailer. Yeah, Thor. Thor looks badass. Whoa. Yes, they released the official Thor trailer, and what do you guys think? Awesome. I think it looks a lot better than the Green Lantern trailer. Fuck I said, yeah. I mentioned the Green Lantern trailer in a previous episode. Yes, and we talked about that earlier. So, our, both I, our feelings, we have to wait on that. Thor looks. Thor looks like it's going to kick Green Lantern's ass. I'm sorry. They're coming out yeah, unfortunately. Two, months, two months apart, so it doesn't... No, just, I mean, when forget about when they came out. Just compare the two movies side by side and think Thor's going to beat it. But then you can compare Thor to Iron Man, and Iron Man is probably, probably going to beat it out. So it's... Maybe the first Iron Man, not Iron Man 2. Thor looks cooler than Iron Man 2 ended up being. Yeah, Thor's got a... I'd say Thor and Green Lantern are similar in genres because they're so fantastical, you know? It's yeah. not like... Just straight up superhero. superhero they're probably the most twist. They're probably the most out there that each company is going to make into a movie. Yeah, let's put it that way. I'm not not sure. that each company has, because we know each company has got some pretty crazy shit. Well, well, DC is making Dead Man. I mean, that's pretty fucking out there. He's a guy who can possess people, but no one else can see him when he's in ghost form. Uh, I never heard of it. Yeah, he's a really stupid DC character. I mean, the only thing that I think Marvel could do that's going to top Thor in terms. of of just being out there, a Silver Surfer that no. has the potential, the actual potential of being made. No, they're doing. I mean, I know they use Silver Surfer in Fantastic Four too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, but they're, they're license. I don't yeah. know who would own. Actually, it's technically, who who made uh, 
uh, Fantastic Four because they still Fox, have a license. Fox, but, but they're rebooting it, and they're saying that it's going to be now. Uh, they might have the scrolls or the negative zone, so they're, that's going to be pretty fantastical. Uh, I don't know, man. The whole just the whole fact that they were able to keep their license by agreeing to make a third movie, and then it's going to be a reboot of the series. Well, they did that with uh, Spider-Man. They're doing that with they're rebooting yeah, the whole series, so and even though. I mean, I, <laughs> It's too soon for Spider-Man, I think. No, I mean the third one just came out like like not even three years ago. But you hear the other part about it? What? They are redesigning the suit. The Spider-Man suit? Yep. It's going to be mechanical, so I'm assuming is that he's going to have the web shooters built into the suit. I don't mind if they go with mechanical mechanical web shooters, but anything other than that, the suit itself should be just a plain spandex suit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know because I think they're going with the fact that in the current. I don't follow after Brand New Day. I stopped one last day. I stopped following Spider Man, but I've been keeping tabs on it when artists I am interested in are in it. Like currently, right now, Humberto Ramos, one of my personal favorite artists, is doing Spider Man. He's doing a story arc called Big Time, where they're getting Peter a new girlfriend. He has a new apartment, a new job, all this crap, and he's got a new tech suit. Which has all this new stuff and it looks kind of cool, but are they tying this in with that? Like saying, we're going to give him that style suit or some shit? I don't know. So what kind of tech is he have? Yeah, he I works know. for a think tank now. He does. He works for a think tank. Oh. Remember, he is a genius. Wait, what the man. fuck are they doing yeah, with this come shit? On. Just stick with the fucking story, guys. Peter Parker, fucking nerd, photographer, and that's it. Yeah. He gets pictures of Spidey, and that's all he does. Yep. Okay, um, oh, so this is interesting. Now in real world news, a country I thought didn't really exist, Abu Dhabi... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that There's a existed. fucking Spyrokin yeah. fan in Abu Dhabi crying right now like, My fucking city How dare you shit all over it I will fucking bomb you you mother bitch I didn't know your country existed buddy But apparently <laughs> Who are you calling buddy? Boss <laughs> I am not your buddy friend <laughs> Either way In Abu Dhabi apparently there is a hotel which has uh, eleven million dollar <laughs> Christmas tree. Wow. Eleven million dollar Christmas tree, wow. Was it fucking planted in a gold fucking reserve? Okay, it's decked out with eleven million dollars worth of gold on yeah. it. Oh. Mm. Well that's extravagant. It explains the color. And precious stones. Hmm. Well. And there's no security guards around it. <laughs> They should have fucking, like, a laser grid <laughs> surrounding that shit. Like, the fucking, uh, Resident fucking Evil like, one. <laughs> uh, what the fuck is his name? Tom Cruise is gonna come from the ceiling on a fu- suspended on a wire. <laughs> He's gonna steal the fucking <laughs> the star. The topper. Yeah, it's like a giant, it's like an actual, like, meteorite. Some priceless fucking metal. <laughs> it's a fucking dead angel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Cherub skeleton. <laughs> crazy as that. But either way, either way, oh uh, on to God. one other news item before we get into the, the what we were supposed to review. Now, for those of you who are aware, there was a comedian who was really famous back in the day. This guy, he was notorious as a prankster. So what do you think about this guy I'm pointing out right now? I'm showing them a, a name. What do you guys think about this um, comedian? I, was, well, I like the movie. I was, a, I was a fan of his wrestling antics. Oh, the the whole feud he had with uh, you know who I'm talking about. Yes, well, he, that was kind of this funny. actor, was awesome. this actor, comedian, uh, 
Would you say he's a prankster? Yes. Say he's a, yeah, he's like a performance artist. He's a performance artist, yes. We're talking about one of the most famous ones who died many years ago, Andy Kaufman. Now, Andy Kaufman died of a very horrific lung cancer, which people were always wondering, though, after he died, if he faked his death. Well, on Twitter, about a week ago, a bunch of emails came out from the real Andy Kaufman, which is breaking news that Andy Kaufman is alive. Wait a minute, so, so hold on a second. Wait a minute. So hold on a second. The Andy Kaufman actually tweeted at the Spyrokin manga review? <laughs> Not just, no, it's all over <laughs> oh, the place. I call, proof, I call shenanigans, man. <laughs> it's for over 200,000 people, and it's for a website called Andy Kaufman Lives, and apparently it's owned by Andy Kaufman's brother. And they're going to reveal something May 21st, 2011. Your perception of what is real will change forever. Okay. So what the hell did Andy, if he's still alive... You know what I'll, You know what I will say? I think this is bullshit, but I will say that if it is real, that's awesome. Yeah, because oh, that'd be sick if somebody duped the <laughs> fucking entire public, faked his death. For what reason? We don't know. Maybe they'll, that's what they'll say, but for all we know, it'll be fucking Andy Kaufman's rotting corpse propped up weekend. <laughs> In a Bernie style, <laughs> and fucking that's it. But if if, if he pulled this off, the Spyrokin movie review should should review the event on May twenty first, twenty eleven. Yes, we should. The Spyrokin Kaufman review. If, <laughs> but if if he faked if he faked his fucking death, if he faked his death, he's gonna burn in hell. Because you know, many people would be like, "Fuck you, Kaufman! <laughs> you son of a bitch! My son killed himself because you died." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we will see how that's going on. So, without further ado, let's get on to the part you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the movie review of this episode. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna work this all for that. <laughs> yes, and this is a very special movie review episode because, well, it's Christmas time! Yay, Christmas time! Christmas, Christmas time, time is here. Why is there? Oh, I guess I was tagging the fucking pig. Get that shit out of there. <laughs> but I. Don't but that. Either way, we are here to talk about a movie for Christmas. And if you listen to the last episode, the very intriguing Ricky O episode with Odie, well, I spun, I rolled the Dodecahedron of movies, and it dictated on me that I'd be reviewing a very, well, not. Would you say it's a Christmas movie? Uh, well, Absolutely. It's definitely the main theme of this movie. This, Christmas is what brings everybody together at this at the at the the, the the scene of the movie. Yes, in this movie, this so so awesome movie, this truly ultimate film, is a movie which propelled one actor into stardom to be, well, an awesome and great guy, the best man ever. This is a movie which so many people have been intriguing in who want listen to that they've wanted us to well some people want us to review some people didn't even know we were going to fucking review this movie because they're like why are you reviewing this why this isn't a movie you're supposed to review yet it's not a christmas movie absolutely is a christmas movie yes it is this happens to be my personal favorite christmas movie 
And it should be a tradition, unlike Fuck that's... Wonderful Life and <laughs> fucking Miracle on 34th Street and, and, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed And that movie <laughs> with the kid with the fucking rifle, the stupidest movie that was oh, ever Christmas made. Story? That's I, I like that movie, actually. I hate that movie. I can't movie. shit on that movie. No, that movie makes me want to kill myself, I like dude. it. And the reason why... No, and the sad thing is that me and Deke and every single person on the fucking planet can quote that movie backwards and forwards because TNT showed it every day for uh, a fucking month! They kind of overdo it, but... And if you watch it, if you watch it like once a year, or once every two years, you can you can deal with it. No, no, no. no. It reminds me of Christmas at my mom's house because oh. that shit is always on in the background. I'm usually always having a bad time. <laughs> it's like, oh, get, oh, thanks. You got me, uh, got me something I will never, ever, ever wear, and I'm going to take to the Salvation Army so that some other poor fuck with no no choice in life will enjoy it. Thanks, mom. But anyway, that's playing on the entire time. It's just like it, it the makes me want to leave. Ho ho ho, ho 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 Yes, and so this movie is actually based for those of you who don't know, this movie is based on a book from the seventies called Nothing Lasts Forever. And it actually was produced by Lawrence Gordon and Joel Silver. And Lawrence Gordon we've actually talked about earlier in a different movie, but and he did one of the greatest movies of all time with a which is talking about getting to a chopper. <laughs> wow, he f- back to back, man. Yep, Look at that. back to back. Shit. And one day we will get to going to the chopper. Wow, that, yeah, no, we have to, but seriously, that what a good fucking year, man. Yes, and then uh, this <laughs> is directed by John McTierman, who made, well, this movie, this movie's sequel, then the sequel to that, and then he did 13th Warrior, the Thomas Crown Affair. He, oh, did, he the, did Last Action Hero. Yeah. Oh, sweet. But and actually, that has a ooh a reference. Last Action Hero has a reference to. And he did the Hunter Round October, but he did the remake to Rollerball, which. Hey, he did Basic. That's that was a decent movie. And now he's currently in jail. Apparently, that would explain a lot. What did he do? Charged with lying to the FBI. Nice. That explains a lot. It's probably just revenge for what happens to Johnson and Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) They're my heroes. Come on, Tiernan, you fucking lied to an Agent Johnson? Come on, bro. <laughs> and, well, this movie is starring Bonnie Bedelia, Reginald Ver Johnson, who, for those who don't know, he was Carl Winslow. Yeah. And this is before he was gay. Then Paul Gleason, who you might remember from a movie about four kids who go to a classroom, and he's their principal. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's dead. Breakfast Club. Yes, he died, unfortunately. And then yes. Alexander Godunov, who is with his long flowing perm, he played well. <laughs> He's a ballet dancer. Was he in uh, Masters yeah. of the Universe? Probably. <laughs> and aren't they rebooting that? Yes, are they? they. Yes, they are. They're making a new movie. They're ma- and then the villain of this film is the one, the only Severus Snipe from Harry Potter, Alan Rickman. Ooh, he's done many interesting films, and he did not age that well. Oh, oh. wow, what the fuck? Wow. That what? looks like fucking... That was three years ago that picture was taken. <laughs> oh, holy shit, they pour some fucking movie magic on him when he does those Harry Potter flicks. <laughs> I mean, he did some... He did. He was in Sweeney Todd, he was in Bottle Shock, he was in Love Actually, he's in Harry Potter. He's in Dogma. He's in, yep. And, uh, what else was he? Galaxy Quest. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. How did I forget Then that? he was Rasputin in Rasputin, Dark Servant of Destiny, a TV series. And he was in... And he was, oh, yes, he was the Sheriff of Nottingham in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, yeah. Take his heart out with a spoon! I'm getting really pissed off! <laughs> I was that close to a horse's wiener. I have to worry about getting pissed on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
Oh. And this movie is starring some no-name actor who... Never really did anything else after this. Yeah, his career is a bonafide flop. I mean, he was in movies like Blind Date and The First Deadly Sin and In mm. Country and some movie called Mortal Thoughts and... Uh, Don't what? forget he wrote uh, Hudson Hawk. Yes, he did write Hudson oh, Hawk. God. And also he was in Beauty. What a fucking bum. Oh, what a shithead. He was in the ki- Disney's The Let's Kid. Let's just end this episode now. Yeah, fuck, fuck this, this guy. Zero stars. Goodbye. No, seriously, seriously, completely seriously. We're talking about the one, the only, the ultimate anti-hero. Bruce Willis. A.K.A. John McClane. Now, it's an interesting piece of Spyrokin continuity. Remember the very first episode we reviewed on the Spyrokin movie review? John McClane! In, in space. space! This is before he went to space! Yes, it is. Awesome. This is the reason why he got to go to space. Yeah, he yes. got blown up at the end of this movie and ended up on <laughs> another <laughs> yeah. planet. This is the movie which <laughs> made his... on yeah. live TV. <laughs> yep. And blew the load all the way to the moon. Butt-fucked into space. <laughs> <laughs> and someone should be like, I'm, this is insulting, I don't appreciate this. I want all you Spyrokin listeners to play this episode for your mom tonight. Yes, make sure <laughs> Grandma is listening as well. <laughs> Guys... Look, please don't. I don't want to go to jail because you guys, because some parent can't accept this. Yeah, it'll just get grounded from the internet for like a day. Yeah. Nah, true. I just want no parents saying, My Timmy listened to your podcast and now he's become a social degenerate. And if he was listening to our podcast, he was already a social degenerate. <laughs> Actually, you My have. My poor Reginald said words I had to look up in the dictionary. <laughs> the urban dictionary. What the fuck is a rim job? <laughs> <laughs> if you have to look up on the Urban Dictionary, there's something fucking wrong. Because most of the words we use are in the dictionary now, which is sad. Like words like "lol" is in the actual Webster Dictionary. Really? Just and "lol"? Not even "lol" and wow. "lmao" and "raffle." Raffle, 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 raffle. Society is degenerating quick. Wow. So, this movie, for those of you who've never seen this movie, first off, shame on you. Yeah. Shame, shame, shame. Bad listeners. Where's the newspaper? We need to whip him with some uh, tinsel wine. The lanyard. Yes, a tinsel wine. with the fucking fire hose he uses at the end of the movie. Yes. (laughs) Make him walk barefoot on broken glass. So, this movie is basically a guy trying to get his wife back because she left him. Yeah. Well, not left him, she... Got a better, what would you say, a better opportunity? A career change. Career change. Yeah, she flew to the West Coast yeah. and he stayed in New York. I have a bone to pick with the tagline of this movie. It says, 12 terrorists, 1 cops, 1 cop. The odds are against John McClane. That's just the way he likes it. Didn't seem like he enjoyed it very much. He hated every single. <laughs> yeah, he hated being on the fucking plane. He was bitching about it. He didn't like this, he didn't like this situation one bit. No, he did not. Yeah. Even though this is a Christmas movie, it came out in July, though. I thought it came out Christmas. I thought it came out July fifteenth in Christmas. Maybe. Nah, back then it was a year for a movie to come out. Remember? Made a lot of money though. Twenty-eight million to produce this movie and one hundred thirty-eight million over. Nice, good, good score. Very good. It was released by Twentieth Century Fox, and like we said, the movie's about he, his wife, got a career, a big career promotion, and she moved to Cali, and she left him behind because he was kind of more like. Although, I think it was more that he didn't want to come with her instead of she left him there. Because he told Argyle that he had a backlog of, you know, 
Yeah, like months of criminals to, he wants he wanted to lock away and he couldn't just drop everything. Uh, but I think that was more of a well, we we should choose. Argyle is his therapist. I mean, his taxi driver. I mean, his limo driver. <laughs> His event coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. He's freaking color commentary. <laughs> He's the guy who picks him up at the airport because Holly, his wife, her boss, paid for a limo to pick him up to take him right to her job. So that means uh, she works for a very prestigious company. Yeah. Yes, she works for the Nakatomi Towers. And her boss... And is- her boss, he's really going places in life, man. He's got a bright future ahead of him. Oh, yeah. He, that guy's going to live for forever, man. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, that's a, well, he seems like a good... Like, what type of boss would do that for someone's husband? That's really a cool thing. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, he, he, he yeah. said some kind of... Really, ni- really nice guy, actually. He said some kind of fucked up things. <laughs> he did make a Pearl Harbor joke. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe... Was, you on, fucking asshole. Fuck you, Takagi, or whatever the fuck your name is. Bruce Willis, my grandfather died in Pearl Harbor. (laughs) James Shigeti, and he's done, he plays a lot of of Chinese. I think it's really important what he's done. Yeah, fuck him. He's a a throwaway. Yeah, he's a throwaway character, and he sent Holly back. And one of the things you're debating about is what is the issue with Holly? Like, what's she going to leave him? Where are they going to. Because John, he's there to kind of patch things up because it's Christmas, he's bringing gifts for the kids. And he's going to either try to make things work or he's going to stay with at a friend's house. Yeah, well, he's being coy about where he's going to stay. And she yeah. planned it. She wants to work things. They both, they both, they both love yeah. each other. They yeah. both want to resolve the issue. They got kids on the line. But, you know, like, they, they just, they're always at each other's throats. Holly, yeah. she's strong. Sean McClane is fucking strong. And those personalities just are, like, destined to clash. Yeah, like we were commenting as we were watching the movie. It's so easy to relate to these two because we've all been in situations where we get into fights like they've gotten into. And, and really, you, you can kind of sympathize with, with John. Yeah, the beginning of the movie. It's not one of these. Dealing with. Yeah, it's not one of these movies where, oh, they're in a loving, wonderful, great relationship. You see that they. Oh, how she changed her. She took her maiden name back. Oh yeah. That yeah, was that must have been a kick in the balls. That ball. was, but that was what started the fight originally. But then there's a scene which you pointed out when these they're just talking. And this couple bursts into the room that they're in because they're at her job. Yeah, and yeah. Going uh, into- keep in mind, this is in the beginning, in the middle of like a you know office Christmas party where everybody's getting drunk and yeah. Know, that, I guess that's a setup. Yeah. So yeah. John McClane gets there, he visits Holly, and they're supposed to be a Christmas party at yeah. her job. Okay, and, so and that's t- where we are. And two people burst in the room and they're kind of just making out, whatnot. And they say, "Oh, sorry." And they walk out, and you see this look come across their eyes. And yeah, I ab- made the observation that they kind of exchange this glance, like you know, they can kind of remember what it was like for the two them to be in that, you know, situation where they were all hot for each other and they weren't just fighting all the time. Yeah. yeah. yeah they, they, they really do want to work things out. At least at the beginning of the movie, that's that's the way it seems, the direction they're going. Yeah. Even though they're both too stubborn to admit it to each other. But that's like, so it's like a masterstroke in writing and like the whole, you know, uh, making characters uh, work is that you know, in the in the same scene, basically John McClane is sealing the deal with his estranged wife, and she's inviting him back to the house. You know, he's gonna, probably gonna get laid. You know, in all respects. Then, in less than a fucking minute and a half of dialogue, they're fucking screaming at each other. Yeah. So it's like that. That right there, it just makes them so much more real, mm-hmm. and it, it 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 ties together what's going on. Which which ties into a, a kind of a an o- more overarching thing with John McClane's character, which he's kind of the every man's action hero. He's not 
particularly happy to be in this situation. He gets his ass kicked the whole movie practically. He yeah, he takes these guys out, but it's not like he's the super soldier just you yeah, know I mean of... every time he gets into a fight with one of the guys, it's pretty much you don't know if he's gonna gonna beat this guy. <laughs> yeah. He gets his ass kicked. Yeah. You know? Kind of but we haven't got well we haven't gotten to the fight yet or any of the any of the incidents happen occur. Now there's yeah, yeah. one other character we gotta talk about and I call him the Rhinestone Cokehead. And this is oh, this is the most unlikable character in the movie, in my opinion. Yes. yes. Played by Hart Bochner, who has done nothing since this movie, and I'm happy for it. And this is Ellis. Ellis is a guy who works with Holly, and he's been sniffing around her. So... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what am I going to say? You can see he's definitely <laughs> sniffing in her office. <laughs> yeah. Snorting would be the proper uh, word. And one of the interesting things was that in the original story that's a space of Nothing Lasts Forever, Ellis actually was Holly, while her name was Stephanie Janeiro, are in a relationship. They're actually sleeping together. And you get that kind of vibe in this also, even though he is a piece yeah, of Yeah, shit. but... I didn't get that vibe. But in the book, also, John McLean's the, John McLean is not Holly. her husband. It's so her father. Right. So yeah. who cares that they were sleeping? That's that's the point. Yeah, so it's it's a little more a little better. Now You can see that in, in the movie version, Ellis definitely is trying his luck with Holly and, and you can see that you you get the impression that she's turning him down, so it doesn't seem like yeah. you know. You could also tell that Ellis is the kind of guy that would fuck anything with a pair of fucking moistness between her legs, you know. Yeah. But he just doesn't care and he deserves what's coming to him to be honest with you. I'm not gonna lie. He's yeah. a piece of shit and I mean, you, you, you'd almost rather have the fucking villains of the movie succeed in their fucking heist plans than have this guy survive the movie. Imagine if he was the star of the movie. It would have flopped. Yeah, it would have fucking... It would have lasted about five minutes. <laughs> when, he, when he didn't get out of the limo and was partying with Argyle in the parking garage. That would have been the end of the movie. Like, yes. hey, Argyle, you want to... Hey, Argyle, take me. Do a keep up, man. Come on, do another one. Other nostril, other nostril. Like, yeah, baby. Yeah, fucking coke-headed prick. Either way. Oh, where are we? Yeah, we're just shitting on Argyle. Let's, that'll be the rest of the review. Not Argyle, we're shitting on Argyle. No, no, no. Ellis, uh, Ellis the fuck. <laughs> So, okay. So, the reason why this is called Die Hard, it's not just as a party at a thing and there's just marital issues. Uh, but a van shows up with 13 guys in it, led by Hans Gruber, played by Alan Rickman. And they take over the tower and hold everyone hostage. And you think, oh, what are they doing? Is it some political activist shit? Or is it, are they holding them hostage to release their comrades? Or are they here for to demand money from the city? No. Simple, clean, elegant. They're here to steal a shitload of money that is in the Nakatomi Tower vault. Yep. I, everybody can movie. everybody can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, and it makes um, Alan Rickman's character that much more sinister because he's not like I'm a political, you know, I'm not like a jihadist. I'm not this. No, he's just a greedy sob. Yep. Yeah, he's smart. He's got the ability. He's deadly and he's efficient. Yep. And he's all business. Mm-hmm. He's he, a great. He's a great villain. Even really though his is. subordinates suck and they're stupid, like there's a scene where one of his two, Carl and Tony, there were two brothers. And you see, uh, Tony, he's meticulously going through and shutting off and rerouting all the telephone lines so that it'll go right to their phone, so they can just, you know, if the cops call, everything will be fine, perfectly good. Yeah. And then Carl with a K shows up. <laughs> he just looks at him, takes a chainsaw, <laughs> and cuts all the phone lines. It's like, hey, Tony, you done yet? Well, you better be. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Uh, it's fucking Tony. Tony in his tight-ass sweatpants, too. <laughs> <laughs> we should 
pause for a break and, and play a game. Spot Tony's bulge. <laughs> <laughs> some, oh, there it is. Yes. <laughs> Who are the other characters in this? There is. What is that? That one guy's name. He's not here. Fuck. Who? Which guy? The guy who's in a uh, little in um. Oh, the the the, the Chinese guy. Yes, there's one goon out of them, because they're all Germans and Italians, and there's one guy. He's that guy that we talked about way back in Supplemental Episode no, there's, I. Don't forget, there's Theo, too. He's the only black guy. Well, there's a black guy, but no, we're talking about the one goon that we saw in <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China, and we saw in They Live, and he was also in, like, three other movies we reviewed. Fortunately, we don't know his name, but yeah. we know who he is. Yeah, I don't think he has a name. He just shows he's up. He's probably like this guy this right guy. here. I bet you that's him. Al Long, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you're right, it is Al, Al Long. Long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was in... Yeah, it's how long. And he was also in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which we reviewed. Yeah, the gang is coming. He was in They Live, which we reviewed. He was in Big Trouble in Little China, which we reviewed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he hasn't done anything since... Oh, no, it's not in order here. Oh, it's the other... He's the other in the Scorpion King. King. He's worked since 2002? Hmm. Maybe he's dead. And typically... No, he's still alive. Apparently, his, he's on that 70s show. Oh, he was a good guy in 1989's The Cage. Or Cage. Oh, he was in 24? Hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was in the first two episodes of season one. <laughs> wow. He's just that guy who, he's a goon that you typically will just hire just because he's awesome and he's a glutton. Like, when they're going to raid Nakatoni Tower's shop with his gun and all the stuff by the candy fucking machine. Steals a crunch bar. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I think that, that really brought his character arc full circle <laughs> because it's like, yeah, you see him fucking plug hostages in the face, but... You know, when he steals that Snickers bar, that's just fucking low, dude. Yeah. But that's cold blood. That's where the audience really sees sees who he is. <laughs> now, where <laughs> is... It's like, wow, petty theft? Oh, my God. <laughs> Very true. Now, where do you get minions? Seriously, I mean, is, are they in the phone book? Is there, like, a Goons R Us, or is there, like, a Goon Union? <laughs> I'm going to see, how many Goons you want work for you? We got Tony. We got Hans. We got Carl with the K. <laughs> we got Carl with the C. We got Frankie. You want an Italian goon? You want an Irish goon? We got Mickey. We, we got, got the, Joey. the Korean one. <laughs> hey, what's uh, what's Al doing? <laughs> hey, Al, you oh, done, he's done harassing the groups down by the docks? Yeah, we need you over at the uh, Nagasaki Towers. <laughs> But is it overtime? No, Al, it's not overtime. What the? What do you mean it's not overtime? <laughs> we give you prevailing wage, though, on this one, all right? <laughs> okay. You covering for my dry cleaning this time? Dry <laughs> cleaning. <laughs> I have it on in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just... <laughs> Just do fucking typical Chinese voices here now. In 30 minutes, you need a new goon. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much you pay the goon. It's like, all right, I need a, I need 20 goons. It's a, all right, we, get, we give you a deal. Forty nine ninety nine. If you want the really good, if you want the really generic goon, if you want a good goon, it's going to cost you $2,000. Hmm, what do you have in the range of $5? They're outsourcing goons now. <laughs> yeah, they, well, they give you the lower. You know, you don't get goons. You get like thugs. Or I mean, know, that's. What, I mean, things. think about the, out, the along the outsourcing angle. I mean, look at look at fucking Lex Luthor in Superman Returns. He got you know Kumar as a goon, <laughs> but he beat the shit out of Superman. <laughs> Yeah. But what is a lower end goon? I mean, is it a thug? Then it's it's or you got a goon, you got a thug. It all, it all depends on their weapons. You know, the, the lower end goons they get chains and clubs and knives, and then it works up to like revolvers. You know, and then fucking 
and then maybe a shotgun, and then you get the machine gun goons, which are the the really high end ones. Yeah. What about they're the middle management goons? Yeah. What about with the rocket launchers? You gotta watch out for those guys. What about those goons, the ones with the paper hats who have cross eyes? (laughs) (laughs) Those are the bullies. Those are in those are in like kids' movies. (laughs) They're still the same though. I think I think bullies go to school and then they become goons. That's that's like career path. Guidance office. That's the sequel to the Rockstar game. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, goon school. Okay. Okay, Billy, I see that you're a very aggressive student now. I want you to see what you want to do. We have three choices. You can become a convict, you can become a goon, you can become or you can become a minion. Now, what's the difference? Well, can you add what one plus one is? Eleven? I think minions are more... Intelligent. So no, I think I, the opposite. I think minions are more the blindly follow yeah, everything. they're like the fodder that steps yeah. in front of the good guy's bullets, basically. You know, it's <laughs> so like, alright, run in there. <laughs> okay, boss! <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> Set up more minions! <laughs> so let's see now. We got, we got to rank this in order now. It's going to be minions, then goons, then followers? No, bullies, then goons. Yeah, minions, bullies, thugs, and then goons. What about a toady? What would a toady be? And this movie didn't have a toady. Most movies, like in Tron, says suck up second in command. Yeah, that, like, yeah. sucks the boss. Yeah, like in Tron, Stark's assistant, <laughs> who is like, be quiet, noble unit. <laughs> Anybody that kisses ass, there are no real ass kissers. In fact, fucking. Actually, Hans has a hard time keeping keeping the some of them in line, Carl right? Carl, especially is a Carl, maniac, dude. Yeah, Tony gets fucking. His neck snapped, and Carl goes crazy. He's Carl like, loses it. He's like, like shooting up the fucking the fucking water cooler. He's like, ah, <laughs> Tony, my favorite brother. Yes. <laughs> so you were the only brother I didn't kill for being a faggot wearing blue sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tony oh, is the God. first to die because Tony's a bitch. Everyone gets separated, but they don't know that John is there. So John escapes and finds out where all of them are, and what ensues is a great fight over Nakatomi Tower. Now, one thing we did forget to mention is the fact is, throughout this entire movie, John McClane is walking without shoes. Now, you're probably wondering, how is that a plot point, and why the fuck did you have to even talk about that? Well, because in other movies, you see the guy, it doesn't matter, he has indestructible armor. He's like, you know, in Commando, John Matrix is running around, shooting people left and right, and he gets an Uzi's... Shooting him in the head, he gets a rocket launcher and blows him to fucking hell, and they get circular saw blades and throws him like shurikens, cuts people's heads off, <laughs> and no bullets hit him at all. And then you have in the Terminator, you have the T eight hundred shooting cops, you have him trying to kill Kyle Reese, and yeah, he's getting he gets fucked gun, up, but yeah. he's he's not stopping. And then you have him in Predator, Dutch, Dutch, and also um, Jesse Ventura, who. He gets shot and he's bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But John McClane, he is, frankly... That's it. He's the everyman's action hero. He's wearing a wife beater and got no shoes on. (laughs) He's getting changed in his wife's office. Then all of a sudden, Hans bursts in and starts firing machine guns. And he had to escape. And (laughs) forgot to put his shoes on. Which makes whole sense. It's like, he the fucking moment. What would you do? I'd shit my pants. I'd be fucking crying under the desk. Like, please don't kill me. Oh, you'd be uh oh, and then you'd be cannon fire like. <laughs> but seriously, he's all over the fucking place, killing people and just he escapes, gets upstairs, and the first person he kills is Tony because Tony is looking for him because he 
is smart because they cut off all the phone lines. What is he going to do? Because there's 12 guys and they have full artillery. They got C4. They have rocket launchers. And these are old school rocket launchers, not like the, the MGs, which they have now, which you can just hold. These ones you had to actually bolt into the ground to fire them. They're like anti tank. Yep. Yeah. So what's he going to do? He pulls a fire alarm. Mm-hmm. Smart move. Like, that's the one hard line that would be connected. But they. Yeah, because keep in mind they cut all the phone lines earlier. Yes, yeah, but they literally cut them <laughs> with a fucking machine gun. Chainsaw. Nitpicking. So, anyway. <laughs> Should have been with a chain, uh, machine gun. Oh my god, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> we're, we're all tired. It's it's late. But so anyway. so Gotta it, give this episode justice, though. Yes, we yeah, do. Not rush it. Keep going. No, we're here. We, we, do, we, do, do, we, we, we go through it all until we talk about every fucking dead German <laughs> and every dead fucking Korean fucking goon. Yes. So, what were you saying? Yes, we forgot Theo. Theo, played by Clarence Gilliard, if you've ever seen It's a, a Different World, which was a really kind of meh movie or TV show. Wait, he, that really was him? Yep. Was it? No shit. Yeah, look. Look, you bleed your bums. Different strokes. Facts of Life. 22. Riptide. He was on Chips. He was in the Duck Factory. Yeah, it's him. Different strokes, huh? Wow. Remember that show. But he he's, he's a very geeky black guy who's... His job is to hack into the mainframe and get into the vault, which has seven locks. And they kill off immediately, unfortunately, Mr. Takagi, and they have to hack in. So they get through the first lock, no problem. He has five locks, and he has an electric lock. He's gonna drill through the five locks, and the last lock, he doesn't know what the fuck he's gonna do. He's like, ah, Hans. Yeah, it's like some electromagnetic thing that they like, wouldn't be able to get He's through. like, Hans, I don't know what the fuck to do. He's like, I- I'll take care of it. You just work on the lock. McLean knows where all of them are, and he's trying to figure out what he's going to do, because he set the alarm off, and Theo is able to tell them, the police, oh no, it's just a false alarm system malfunction. And they find out where he is, and in one of the most ambiguous, ambiguously gay <laughs> wrestling matches ever. But this is what I was getting at before. So, yes, John McLean could easily have just, you know, in, in any other movie... Let's say Arnold Schwarzenegger would have come up and snapped this guy's neck or something, right? John McClane, he actually gets into a freaking knockdown, drag-out brawl with this guy and nearly gets killed himself. I know, he's getting his head smashed through the sheet rockets at one point. Actually, like, I'd be willing to say I'd be willing to say that, that Tony was winning that fight and if not for his bad luck of having <laughs> to fall down the stairs and, you know, John happens to snap his neck on the way down, <laughs> yeah. Tony might have even taken him. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Tony was like fucking six foot five or some shit. He's a big dude. Yeah. Yep. So he kills him, and immediately he gets a gun. Well, he already had. He had his. He had his uh, service weapon from as a cop, but now he has. Ho ho ho! Yes, a gun. He's got the he has a machine gun. <laughs> He's got the SMG, <laughs> which he actually puts down. And it, he ties him up, puts him in a chair, puts him with holiday wrapping, and says, "I have a machine gun." Ho ho ho! And he puts him in the elevator, so Han sees him, and immediately Han's just freaking out, saying, we gotta tell Carl, and he's saying all these names and rattling off. Meanwhile, on top of the elevator, John's there writing down all the names. Yeah, so the whole purpose of him doing that was so that he would rile them up and get them to... He, he rode the elevator down, on top. he was on top of the elevator, and used that as an opportunity to, to get information, yeah, valuable information. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't just he was taunting them for the sake of doing it. No, he's a detective. Yeah. That's what he, that's what his job is. So yeah. he's gathering evidence and, and information. Yeah. And from here on, it's just which he really used to his advantage to to kind of 
rattle them later on where he told them, hey, you know, after I took care of Tony and you and Carl and Hans down there, you know, then they were saying, how does he know so much yeah, about us? Like they, they start shitting their pants. Yeah. They're like, uh, what the fuck is going on here? Who's this fucking whack job? <laughs> yeah. He's like, Mr. Security Guard? Eh, wrong. <laughs> it's actually really well written if you think about it. It is well written. Everything really has a purpose to it. Everything it is. His does. character is fucking awesome. He's got that New York attitude, you know, it's like fucking scruffy Irish kind of I don't give a fuck kind of guy you know and he can probably like at this point like just some of the shit he rattles off the top of his head you know Holly was dealing with this shit that <laughs> probably influenced her decision to come out here in the first place very <laughs> true very true and he, he goes off trying to get the police to come back and he gets a hold since he killed Tony he got a hold of one of their CBs he calls into 911, and 911 is saying, Is this a prank call? You have to call 911, and, and this and that. And it's like, No, fuck. He said, No, she, the, the lady said to him, She's like, This, this, is for, this line is for emergency calls only. Yeah, he's like, No fucking shit, ladies. It's not like I'm trying to order a fucking pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, and she's still, the dispatch is just being really stupid about it. And I understand. You just want to make sure that there's no prank calls after the first time. Yeah, yeah, because they, they, there was already the false alarm as, as you know, as what they thought with and the fire alarm. And so. immediately, as he's talking, you hear gunfire in the background. It's like, oh shit! And they send a black and white, which is driven by a gay black. Carl Winslow. <laughs> I love Carl Winslow. You know what? I have great memories of Family Matters growing up, you know? I remember that. I remember that whole shit. Like, every t- what was it? What did they call it at night? It's like... Uh, TGIF. Yeah, TGIF. Full right. House, Family Matters, Step by Step, and what was the other one? Perfect Strangers. No, it wasn't Perfect Strangers. Perfect was Strangers was a little right after. It was a little before, before that, yeah, that yeah, set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it afterwards? I do remember Perfect or uh, the uh, Step by Step? That, that shit step was by Step, too. Full House. Was yeah. it Boy was Meets World? Family, so I was just thinking. Family of, matters, right. and I still think I, was, I don't know. I don't think it was Boy Meets World. Probably not. It was all fan. It, had, it probably had to be a family. We could look it up. I mean, it could have been Dinosaurs. It could have been one of those shows. I know Dinosaurs, dinosaurs was part was of TGIF eventually, though. wasn't it? I think it was ABC. Though. No, maybe yeah, because it was Disney, right? Yeah. Well, this before all di- the animatronic shit. So, yeah, sure. Either way, we're getting tight off. So, Moving on. Sergeant Al Powell shows up and... Let's just call him Carl Winslow. Oh, fuck it. Call him Carl Winslow. Okay, so Carl <laughs> Winslow shows up after buying Twinkies and being made fun of by someone else for, for buying Twinkies. Yeah, I thought you guys only eat donuts. <laughs> She's, they're for my wife. Sure they are. Yep. <laughs> She's pregnant. Yep. Bag it. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> you ridiculous. Yep. So what is John going to do but he... Kills two more guys and throws one out a window. Smashes on Carl Winslow's squad car and okay. then machine gun fire. But why does he do that? Because Carl Winslow goes inside the Nakatomi Towers and the security guard is one of the uh, one of the thieves and he basically has everything under control and convinces him that there's nothing going on. He thinks it's a hoax. He's on his way out. The only way John can think of to get Carl's attention is to throw a fucking dead terrorist <laughs> out the window. <laughs> Bombs away! And then from there, all the other terrorists start shooting his car, but he drives. He's just like, ah! Fucking floors in reverse, and he's lucky he fucking didn't get shot up. Driving right? backwards, driving backwards, then crashes his fucking <laughs> car. Much, that was drives awesome. his car off the fucking railing. <laughs> <laughs> the shit was like fucking at a, at a like, you know... 30 degree angle like downwards the biggest tragedies is 
fucking Twinkies probably went all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then McLean says, another one of his best times. Charleston chew up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what turned him gay. <laughs> we don't know. And then he says, welcome to the party. Another movie which talks about a party. I wonder what this party's about, because in Total Recall, Richter was supposed to meet Yes, Quaid. Quaid, that's right. Yes, he, he was... What was the name of the brain thing in that movie? Quato. Quato, that's no, it, it. No, but Richter was supposed to meet Quaid at the party, and he was unable to meet, because it was a facetious claim, because he got his arms cut off. He was unable to meet him at the party, because he <laughs> fell down an elevator shaft. <laughs> but this is another mention of this party we speak of. Now, I wonder what is going on at this party. <laughs> Probably lots of gunfire and other things. Yeah. But, anyway. Ellis decides being douchey McDouche Juice further, tries to... Sell out John McClane to get out of there, so that oh, I, see, I feel like a lot happened between where we're talking about and Ellis se- trying to sell out. Yeah, let's John McClane. Um, no, John McClane sets him out. The cops show up. The cops make a f- ass fool of themselves. Well, I guess. Yeah, well, Carl Winslow calls for backup finally, so now everybody thinks everybody knows that it's I, serious. Yeah, I think the cops show up. Cops first, show up and then like set up the perimeter and all that. Yeah, shit. and then they, the SWAT guys try to go in and get killed. And yeah, that's what happens. Fucking, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, it, it, some other shit happens before Ellis tries to deal with the devil. Yeah, because that happens like, you know, almost in the last, yeah. the last quarter of the movie where Ellis tries yeah, to do Yeah, because John McClane, they don't know his name until fucking Ellis rats yeah, him out. Which leads to a big thing. So how does John McClane identify himself? As Roy. As Roy, because yeah. he's a fan of Roy Rogers, and that leads to Hans calling him a cowboy the whole time, which in turn leads to the most successful catchphrase of this franchise and one of the biggest catchphrases of movie history. Absolutely. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Well, this was the best... Was this the best rendition of that? I don't know. I don't remember it in, um... In two or three, two he lights. I remember two, it in four. He, two he lights. Right. He lights the the gas of the airplane and blows it up with the same lighter he got in this movie. Okay, what did he? How, how did he do it in three? Three was uh, boom. With the, when he shoots the wire, which cuts the. He says that when he shoots the wire. Oh, yeah. oh when they're circling the chopper. Yeah. The- yes. Again, getting off topic and going on a tangent. So from here on. After seeing a bunch of SWAT team guys get their asses beaten out of them, and you see John, you see the quarterback get fucking fucked up, yeah, toasted, yeah, the quarterback, gets and toast. see John McCain yeah, blow up and SWAT tank gets destroyed by two rocket launcher Seriously, shots. Seriously, yeah, that was pretty bad. That was a cool <laughs> scene. They're just like dun, 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 loading up the fucking rocket launcher. So we got a bolt gun. Let's <laughs> blast it into the fucking mount the tripod. Set this shit up and then bam, blow the. But that was a and thing. the funny thing is is too is that the fucking cops were so cocky that oh, they yeah. thought that they had everything under control. The SWAT four SWAT guys were gonna go in there all badass. They get shot up. Then they call in this fucking tank. They think is gonna save the day, and the tank is fucking blown up. Oh yeah, I mean, but, but yeah, remember uh, we, the cops we forgot the fucking the, the guy in control of the situation, like Carl Winslow's like. He's like, hey man, I just got. I, they're shooting fucking bullets at me. Eh, don't worry about it. We don't know if they're. We don't know if the. You know, the, the guy you were talking to on the radio is behind all this shit. He's like, well, how to explain the dead body? He's like, I don't know. It could have been a stockbroker. Got depressed. <laughs> it's like these guys got their fucking heads up their assholes. <laughs> Carl Winslow is the only one who knows what's going on. Oh, that leads to another line. It was uh, when Carl Winslow says, I think he's a cop. Oh, why do you think that? 
Oh, because he was able to spot their fake ID, and the fucking the the police chief goes, "He could be a fucking bartender for all we know." <laughs> like, yeah. What gross incompetence! <laughs> He's like, "Jesus Christ, pal!" <laughs> Like, how the fuck did you ascend the ranks to, uh, you know, lieutenant? Or I say nepotism. I say nepotism. He was freaking blown the cheese. It made it seem like Carl Winslow was the only fucking competent person in that whole, yeah, whole precinct. Yeah. Yep. But then later on, he's not. He's partnered with John McLean. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, yeah, second movie. And, what is it, so he's going through this building, taking out terrorists left and right, and in his bag, besides some explosives he found, which he put connected to a monitor and threw down a flight, an elevator shaft, just to blow up, well, an entire floor of the fucking building. Yeah, what did he, that actually probably took out, like, what, the whole bottom floor? I don't know, man, the fucking explosion it, was it, it fifth blew floor. out all the windows and oh, the shit. fifth floor so he took out the fifth floor that never really came back into play though like right because he kind of threw a C4 on the fucking computer dumped it down and the shit exploded like in a big explosion but like you never see him after that like, the only thing they said the only thing they said was with the blast he took out two of the terrorists yeah he took out two of them which were the two with the tripod so he takes out two more. Oh, okay. And then from there you have uh, Douchey McDouchey try to sell him out and reveals his name is John McLean. doesn't say that John is married. That's one thing that Ellis, the only redeeming thing Ellis did is he didn't sell Holly out. Yeah, that's true. He could have easily done that. But we he know why. He easily kept his mouth shut, too. He yeah. Thought he, was, he thought he was like, he's like, hey, I negotiate million dollar deals for breakfast. So these, I can handle this Euro trash. Yeah. Uh, yeah bullet in the fucking dude. face. Uh, He's probably all zipped up on coke, though. He's like all yayed out, you know. Come on, dude. <laughs> and you see through the bullet hole one of the greatest strategic moments. Yeah, so Ellis basically thinks he's going to save the day by selling out John to Hans, and it doesn't work out in his favor. Nope. Yep. And no more Ellis. Yeah, no Ellis, more Ellis. Just fucking beans. And so Hans, being a smart guy, is if they can't do it right. You gotta do it yourself. So he pretends that he's an escaped hostage, and he bumps into John. They meet for the first time, and it's a very cool scene because it's the meeting of the two enemies, and it's you have John looking at him almost like, is he a terrorist? Is he not? And yeah, John definitely doesn't trust him. But I think that John knew from the beginning because he saw his face in the elevator. I think that was what we forgot. Well. No, oh, I, I don't think about so. That. He cut, mm. I don't know if he saw his face because I think if 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 uh, if John saw his face and he knew right away that it was that it was Hans, I think he would have apprehended him at that moment or killed him or something. Yeah. I think yeah, he was suspicious yeah, yeah. that this guy happened to get out, but he didn't he didn't trust him. But I don't think he, I don't think he, you know, I think he in the back of his mind he thought there could be a chance that this guy was legitimately a hostage. But he, but he had four opportunities to see him when he saw Takagi get killed he had an opportunity to see him probably a good chance he saw him in that part yeah so he, I think he knew that that was yeah, if I yeah, paid more attention when yeah, we were watching I didn't even it. think about that hmm. maybe that was like maybe that also was like an underlying thing he's like kind of like the invisible fucking bad guy but he had a suspicion you know possibly I don't know he, he might have known but it's one of the, it's but one I think he would have just fucking done him in right there if he knew it yeah, was but, the bronze yeah. but it was one of the better Scenes, I think, because it just it, w- it was just verbal play and it was a cat and mouse game. Yeah, 
What was cool was uh, Hans had the street smarts, I guess, to to notice that there was a, a directory, a floor directory, and when John asked him his name, he was able to name off right away like one of the names Clay. of Clay. Yeah, <laughs> Bill Clay. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. It was, so, it was some pretty good accents that he had too. He's like, he's like, oh thank God. He was like so smart. He knew exactly what to do. Was, was, he's a fucking cold blood killer, man. This well, it's Alan Rickman. He's yeah. a good actor. Yep. And uh, of course, there was no bullets in a gun that he gave to Bill Col- Bill Clay. Right. Dink yeah. Dinks. John McClane gave Bill Hans Dink Dink. a uh, a gun, saying, "I." Basically saying, I trust you, here's a gun for your protection, and sure enough, Hans tries to shoot John, bullet has no guns. John's like, I fucking knew it. No bullets, Hans! Yep. Sorry, buddy. Dumbass. Now it looks like like John's about to, like John's about to kick his ass, but... No fucking yeah. Then all of a sudden you hear a ding, and then a fucking elevator opens, and a bunch of Nazis or <laughs> I mean the German goons, West German goons. Carl, Carl, ach du Schieben. you killed my brother. I will fucking cut your nuts off and wear them around my neck <laughs> in a totally heterosexual way. Yes, <laughs> and is that the fight? Is that when they get to the fight sequence between those two? No, that's a that's little later. Because yeah. John pretty much just blind fires in their direction, and actually kills one of them. But yeah, he gets uh, the first one. And he runs like, away, uh, and then Carl that's like, boom. he runs away, and then he ends up in the computer area with all the glass, and that's the big glass scene. Yes, yeah, so which we had yeah. brought into er- earlier. We talked about the fact that he didn't have shoes on. Oh, and yeah, throughout their exchange, that's when Hans notices that John has no shoes on, which is pretty important. Yeah, yeah, that's where that whole. Where you ha- tie together. Where he says, shoot the glass, so that way it's going to impair yeah. him further because since he's not wearing shoes, stepping on glass is bad. Yeah. Unless you're one of those sadomasochists, then stepping on glass is good. Or those, there's actually groups of people that like do the faith walk, you know, you've been blessed by Jesus Christ himself, you can walk on glass, and then like they can fucking do cartwheels over <laughs> fucking, you know, glass and nails. In reality, their, their fucking feet are just ridiculously unhealthy levels yeah. of calluses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention the freaking methamphetamines they slipped in before, uh, you know, they start having visions of being, you know, holding Jesus' hand, but no, they're just hopped up on amphetamines. 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 That PCP. Yep, that's a PCP. So what'd you, uh, what'd you blow all your money on? Well, I bought a, bought a house for my mama and I spent the rest on PCP. <laughs> and amphetamines. Damn, but on banana sandwiches. I like my peanut butter and peel sandwiches. <laughs> I like to eat them on the toilet bowl. <laughs> with my, with my hoes and ding dongs. <laughs> and little Lisa Marie's running around. <laughs> and she's gonna find me in the bathroom dead. <laughs> Holding my pistol and my pills. <laughs> 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 Shut up, little Lisa, and go get my boots while you shoot them all. <laughs> okay. Look at this hound dog shoes. I gotta meet my, my, my friends, the fucking Elvises. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta gang bang with my mistress. <laughs> 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 I can't 
sweeping this in. Sorry, folks. I'm sorry we're going on a tangent which makes no sense, but it's funny to the us. Old, the old lesbians and <laughs> fucking, fucking Elvis. She's got no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the audio from that? I thought we were going to make that Yo, episode. we got it. He made me a hard copy, so I have it on disc. And we got to we gotta release that. This is just... That's yeah. like the... Yeah, we got that's like the... The yeah, fucking man. alpha version of the Sparkin Monk a movie Seriously, review. Seriously, we've been talking about this shit. It's we, like we, we've, we've already hinted. We've we've, we've hinted. Shit. We've hinted on this already. It'll be coming out in one of the future. This episodes. is so epic. I can't believe that that's gonna tie into something we do. You know, fucking twelve years later. Yeah, right. Seriously. Wow. Very true. Very true. <laughs> Thank God you keep all these <laughs> records. <sighs> so what were where we the sh- fuck were we? Oh yeah, the glass part. No, That's we passed we- the glass part. The FBI shows up with two uh, Johnsons. Well, we haven't done justice to how much damage John McClane does to his feet with the glass. So, so he's in this wide open area and you know, surrounded by glass, and you know, they shoot all the glass out. So the only way for him to escape is for him to run barefoot across the, the broken glass, and he manages to get into. Uh, you know what is it? A stairwell or a bathroom well, air or duct. something? He goes, something. He yeah. Jumps. Does he get back into? Yeah, he probably gets back into the air duct and he, he makes it to safety. Yeah. He's, he's actually he fucking drags himself. It's like, his fucking safe point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see a fucking line of blood. I'm surprised they didn't see. Tra- you know, just follow the fucking but trail. But there's a typewriter but. there, so he could just he he saves his progress. <laughs> <laughs> opens the item box. And <laughs> Source his fucking gun. That's how he gets. Like, what item? Yeah, he opens up the item box. There's nothing there. He's like, shit. They're Those shooting. item boxes were pretty advanced. If you think about it, one you stick something in one item box, it's in another item box. It's like oh. they're all the item box is just the, the cloud. It's the inner link. The cloud computing. Mm-hmm. It goes in the, the air shaft. It loads up. It's just him. <laughs> Yeah, he's really fucked up in this, and he's pulling the glass out, and he calls Carl Winslow. It's like a really deep cut. That was a tough scene to watch. The blood was just gushing out of his foot. Yeah, he pulls it. It's like old faithful. Just yeah, fucking yeah. And he also had gotten tagged earlier, where he got shot. He got grazed in the arm. Got grazed in the leg. He's dragging his feet. Yeah, he's. I mean the. Entire movie is getting his ass kicked. In this scene too, I think we should bring up uh, Bruce Willis's acting ability because he's like talking on a walkie-talkie to, to Carl Winslow, pulling glass out of his feet, and he's like literally having a nervous breakdown. I think he realizes the severity of the situation. I'm sure he's all pissed and afraid for his life, and you know, just he's just, like fucking had it. But he's literally like cracking up at this point. Yeah, and Bruce Willis did a fucking amazing job acting it out. Was this the part where he finds a Twinkie? No, that was earlier. Yeah, that was way earlier. Yeah. This is when he, yeah, he's starting to have a nervous breakdown and just he's going crazy. And meanwhile, the Fed show up with Johnson & Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Played by the crater face looking guy and some random black guy. Crater face guy, uh, the Fratelli son from the Goonies. Yep. And the black guy is just some big random black guy who... Yeah, I don't think he really did anything. He doesn't like, even... Uh, it's uh, Grandel Bush, who has done Grandel actually Bush. a lot of movies, so I can't oh, he's see. he's in Lethal Weapon 2? He's oh, in Free Jack. He's in Street Fighter. That's Balrog. I don't know what to say about that. Oh, he's Balrog. He was in Demolition Man. Hmm. The first Lethal Weapon 2. Huh. He was licensed to kill. Oh, he played two different people, like Boyette and then Jerry Collins in Lethal Weapon 2. Okay, so he's done a lot more stuff. We apologize. We apologize. <laughs> I hate Sorry, that. Mr. Bush. <laughs> yeah, you're a good actor. You, you're awesome. 
Grand Bush. Oh, he's actually born on <laughs> fucking on Christmas Eve. Did you see that? Yeah, oh, December twenty yeah, fourth. That. That's kind of cool. And, and what is it? Uh, Crater face is Robert <laughs> Davis. His name is Grand Bush. <laughs> Grand Bush. <laughs> that sounds like a board name. Doesn't high it? school man. Yeah. Uh, and and Dave, Robert Davy looks even more like his face is melting. Yeah, he was also the wow. Look at that. Look at that. Look at how old Robert Davy is. Right. He was born. Scroll up. He was born in nineteen. 19- he was 1953. Oh, Grand Bush was like only a couple of years younger than him, but in the movie they played it off as you know fucking. Yeah, he was much older. Yeah, yeah. No, that freaking Davy looks like shit. He was yeah, also the the pimp in uh, sh- uh, Showgirls. Yep. Fucking. He's a pimp. <laughs> He's a scumbag. You always play the scumbag, and he's just a douche who says, yeah, we're going to flush him out by turning off the power, then we'll give him a real helicopter and shoot them, and then I'm going to scream out, It's ridiculous. Redonkulous. Whatever. And so they turn off the power, and this is what Gruber wanted, ironically. Because he wanted the power turned off, because that automatically reset the electromagnetic lock, which opened up just grandmother's legs at the bingo bingo night. Oh, that works. <laughs> oh god. Oh. Sorry, grands. That's a good imagery, but yeah. So it opens up, and they're able to get their bearer bonds and leave. And there's much rejoicing, and they get to leave. Right. Yeah. So they had gone their way through all the other previous locks. This was the last thing. And Hans was counting on this the whole time. Yes, that's great. The funny thing is the the two FBI assholes are on the street going, they're probably shitting their pants right now, and then they cut to a scene of them dancing around the vault. Yeah, the like, <laughs> Seriously, in these movies, the feds are always the dickheads. Yeah. Like, no matter what, always the assholes. Yep. No offense, real FBI guys. We know you do real work, and you guys are actually... Pretty badass, but just your portrayal in these movies are poor. Yeah, you gotta get someone to work on that, right? <laughs> so. No, they got they got nine seasons of the X Files. Mm-hmm. You do have a point. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, very true. So, where were we? So now it just turns out that because of a small mistake, because there's a douchey. We're not going to talk about the subplot with the stupid uh, cameraman who's a douche. Oh yeah, he's he's another dickhead. The the guy, the the, the we'll call him the as FDA Peck. Guy uh, from, yeah, uh, yeah, from Ghostbusters. We'll call him Peck because he yes, is, that's right. He's Walter Peck. A douchey. You shut this thing down right now. But he doesn't have a mustache in this one, so he gets points on that. Not many, but he gets some points. <laughs> and as Walter Peck, he goes and he ends up interviewing, and they end up finding out who. John McClane's wife is so now yeah, Hans knows who <laughs> Holly is and he holds her hostage and from there on just turns to a huge fucking firefight and we're talking for holy shit <laughs> fucking episode's longer than the movie <laughs> <laughs> we can actually play it Simon no it's James not no it's not almost we're, about <laughs> we're not done yet <laughs> yeah we still got we got a wrap up too man very true so from here on it just turns into the fight between Kyle and and Bruce Willis with his Carlness, yeah, because he is Carl. Fuck. 
Yes, Carl, <laughs> who ends up beating the shit out of John McClane. Yeah, John, another, another scene of John McClane getting his ass kicked. This is like fucking, it was like, this kind of reminded me of a scene in Rocky where he's trained to be a fighter and he's punching the fucking cow sides in the freezer. That's, that's basically how, how bad Bruce Willis is getting fucked up. <laughs> in one scene, in one part, fucking uh, Carl literally kicks him in the fucking face like several six times. times in a row, dude. Yeah. Like, Oh, come on. John McClane's got a fucking steel plate in his head. And he gets shot. He gets shot in the, yeah, shot. In the like arm. A, oh, yeah, it was like through the arm. Though. Yeah, he got like right in the shoulder or something. Yeah, through yeah. the arm, so he's now really hurt bad. And he tells him he's going to catch him, he's going to cook him, and he's going to eat him. <laughs> and he just kind of sort of tricks him into getting tied up in this chain and pushes him off. So he's kind of hung. Yeah. Hung out to dry. Yeah, he gets... Just insert whatever pun you whatever pun you want for this for this death. Yeah. Uh, hung out to dry, I think's good. Hang out. <laughs> yeah, hang out. There are many puns in this film. We have not even talked about many of them, but we will eventually. And so from here now it's he gets he saves the day, sort of. Gets all the terrorists off the he stops most of the terrorists, and then it's just a fight between him and Gruber. Right. Because Gruber has Holly. Yeah, he's Gruber has one minion at this point left. Yeah, actually, he has two. Uh, Theo and down in the fucking oh, basement, yeah. but which the- is where uh, uh, Argyle Argyle comes back into play. We forget about at various points he's getting wasted in the fucking limo <laughs> still, and he comes back to do one job. Like you can tell, their whole exit strategy was to dress up as paramedics, and they had this you know paramedic van they're all going to sneak out in. But Argyle fucking floors it, T-bones the paramedic fucking van, and punches out Urkel in the driver's seat. It's a weak punch, too. It's just like a... Yeah, but fucking Urkel is a little bitch, too. Yeah. That's it. So it's down to now the minions. And to make it even more interesting, unlike with uh, the Commandos and the Total Recalls and the Running Man and Predator, John McClane, he's going to go to the final area, final stage, and he looks in his gun... Two bullets. Like, what the fuck can you do with two bullets? There's rocket launchers at one point in this movie. He's down to two bullets? <laughs> Shit. Where the fuck did the two bullets... Where, where did the rocket launchers go? Well, he blew up the entire floor. He blew up the whole floor, but I'm saying is that at one point in the movie there was two rocket launchers at the same time, and now he's down to two bullets, you know? It's like, he's he spelled a lot of firepower through the whole movie, and now yes. it's kind of fucked towards the end. Which, which, is, which makes it a little more believable, and I like that. So, what he does at this point is he is kind of SOL, and he doesn't know what to do. He's got a machine gun with nothing, and he has two regular 9mm bullets, and he has his he has a Beretta 9.2 FS, which I think is 9mm. Uh, Should be a standard 9mm bullet. 9mm bullet. Yeah, so he has a 9mm bullet, and what he does is he... T- and this scene has been parodied in many things, including this one thing, which I'm going to pause for a second to show. This scene from this certain episode of a TV show starring Dane DeVito, and it parodies this scene completely. And it's pretty close parody. Pretty fun. Yes. And so the scene is literally, he walks in there, and he's got his machine gun, he's dragging, he's bleeding, he's like, Hot, hey honey! And Hans and his minion number whatever... Minion X at this point. Yeah. Yep. Have a gun on him, and he's like, throw it with the gun away, or I kill your wife. And so, getting his last line out, 
Hans decides to, well, he has John lift his arms up after he dropped the gun and he has nothing on him. He's screwed, right? Nope. Camera pans around, reveals the, uh, what was it? Basically the Beretta with the two bullets taped to his fucking back with, uh, like, Christmas fucking season's greetings on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a fucking bumper sticker, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> I'm surprised it actually stuck to his back or adhered to anything, you know. His back would be sweaty, bloody. Sweaty and bloody, fucking bits of glass and shit. It's duct tape. It'll connect to anything. (laughs) Holding the world together. Very true. So he pulls out, he starts laughing, they all start laughing. He pulls out the gun, fires one bullet, it shoots the minion number X right between the eyes, and they shoot Hans in the shoulder, knocking him out this window towards his death, but he's connected to Holly by her watch, which he was going to steal for some... It's <laughs> like, seriously, you're, you stole seven hundred and no, $640 million in bear bonds, and you want to steal a watch? Really? Yeah. That takes you from, like, super master villain thief to just common criminal thug. Yeah, it's like, oh... He's no, he's an exceptional thief. It's like the last charge on his rap sheet. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, murder... Petty, petty larceny. Yeah. <laughs> he stole a watch. It's like super petty larceny. <laughs> it's like a violation to steal somebody. And so, watch. from here, you have just... John <clears throat> McClane saves the day. Well, he's hanging there, and in the scene reminiscent of fucking Wiley Coyote getting <laughs> dropped off of a canyon fucking <laughs> wall... Uh, yeah, Han's just like, really? Fucking. <laughs> 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 Gravity takes hold of him and he falls. Yes. Yeah, but he falls in such a way. He goes cross eyed at one point. He's just like, <laughs> And then he falls almost like he's a prop dummy. Just a little bit. Just arms a little stiff. I think, no, it was a real guy that they used. He's probably on the fucking the inflatable. Yeah. You sure they didn't thing. just chuck someone out the window like, we don't have to pay you extra anymore? <laughs> <laughs> no! You're fired. No, it's actually maybe it was actually the guy who played Ellis. That was the. Uh, <laughs> that's why he hasn't acted since this movie. That would be awesome, but pretty funny line at that point when the the cops on the street see that the guy's falling out the window. He goes, "Oh God, I hope that's not a hostage." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's a pretty honest fucking scene. Though. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, what a nightmare that shit. This whole this whole experience, this whole thing, the way uh, LAPD handled this thing has been a clusterfuck. It's <laughs> yeah. the last straw for this guy's fucking, this fucking career. Job, yeah, I'm, like, oh, I'm done. I'm gonna fire. That's it. I'm gonna retire now. <laughs> And so they leave, and that's it. It's going to be a happy ending. He, John finally meets Alan, or Carl Winslow, and all is well. Or so, <laughs> so we think. <laughs> Carl! So he's getting ready. Looks like yep. him and Holly are happy now. and Everybody starts to laugh. Ho, 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 ho. Fucking Santa Claus is there for some reason. <laughs> and fucking everything's great. And then all of a sudden, Carl... Comes back. He Carl was like, with a K, mind with you. A K. Carl with a K. White Carl, evil the, Carl, the, the Nazi Carl. He he was like disguised with like a fucking bloody pot- potato sack or some <laughs> shit, a fucking blanket over him. He pops up. He's like, Arr! and he's got this machine gun, like a fucking machine gun pirate, and just like <laughs> almost goes to shoot, but fucking Carl Winslow is there, Johnny on the spot, who hasn't drawn his gun since he killed a thirteen-year-old th- kid a decade earlier, and then just fucking. Blows this guy's face off. And they, they. Hey guys, 
as you can guess, this is going to sound a little bit different than the rest of the podcast. You're probably wondering why it sounds a little different. Well, because of the wonderfulness of having a cheap and free shareware audio recording program, well, you get the bugs with it as well as the free recording stuff. So, well, if we sound a little bit more stressed out than usual, it's because we had to pull a fucking Christmas miracle in order to recover said data. Yeah. Luckily, we were pretty far into the episode when uh, when the program in question crashed, and right now we're running a recovery process, and I know it sounds like a bunch of bullshit, but it's true. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we literally had our hopes dashed, and then a, a faint glimmer in the distance. We have to see what happens. All because of Cal. All because Cal was able to figure out where it was Cal located. Cal a fucking genius, people. As of right now, we have no idea whether it's going to work, but uh, hopefully this will be at the end of a very good, albeit... Maybe a little glitchy sounding. Yeah. Uh, that's, I don't know. I don't Questionable know what, audio quality, but let's keep our hopes up. But yeah. either way... Well, this is all up to my ability to edit. And if not, well, then don't blame me. Blame freaking Audacity. We'll be getting a lot of hate mail about, what the fuck is up with your Christmas episode? Everything's out of sync. Nothing sounds right. Yeah. A lot of people bitch about the audio quality. You people have no fucking idea. Yes, you know? I mean, I yeah. could be like some of the other podcasts where I just record and release it, and I should do that just for the Chris episode, just because I don't want to deal with this shit, but the fact is, we respect you guys. We want you guys to actually know that we work hard on this podcast, and maybe I should start a donation button so you can donate for us to get an actual like, software program like Mixcroft or maybe GarageBand. But I doubt you guys would pay for it because most of our listeners are under the age of majority. Consent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could send, like, a you know, mysterious disc in the mail to some P.O. box and we could just fucking, you know... Well, that's when we had a P.O. box. torrent <laughs> fucking shit. Yes, maybe. We'll see. Or I could beg one of the people I used to work for to be like, Hey, man, I know I no longer work for you, but could you please give me a copy of this program, please? Technically, you can find it, right? If you want to steal it, but no. Uh, not anymore. It's Can't a- get Photoshop and all that shit? Not so anymore. I, I have legit copies of Photoshop, but it, it's just it's hard to find all that. But either way, enough of this rambling and ranting. Well, hopefully, Christmas and... Father Christmas and Santa and um, who else is the uh, Frosty the Snowman and whatever other people Jack Frost and Rudolph people we hope that they have a very they helped us out and it came out true and if not well I'll release this either way some weird supplemental that's just the ending of the Christmas episode <laughs> ending of the Christmas episode you didn't hear <laughs> trust us it was good so it seems like every <laughs> single holiday episode something goes horribly it's wrong like the, except for the Halloween one. Fourth of July episode, that episode burst into flames. <laughs> Thanksgiving episode, well, that co-host spontaneously combusted. <laughs> then we have Arbor Day. We don't even want to talk about that. Uh, yeah, Arbor Day is very. That's that's a. I don't even want to get started on Boxing Day. Well, Boxing Day is tomorrow, so don't. Unless <laughs> lead only, only in Canada, though. Uh, Canada, such a random... Fuck Canada! Hey, fuck you, buddy! Fuck <laughs> 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 you! Dr. O'Dwell, Dr. O'Dwell! I want to smash your head with my new hammer! Aha, so it is at 50%, perhaps, or something like that. We yep, don't know. The, the recovery process is ongoing. Yes, we are actually recording on a different program while recovering, so we'll see what happens. Yes, yeah, this is going to be the most ghetto-rigged fucking podcast to date. 
And that's uh, saying something, including the episode <laughs> where I recorded on an iPod or the episode where I recorded on one of those old-fashioned tape recorders. It was actually the fucking talk boy from uh, Home Alone 2, and then you <laughs> I, I had one of those things. that into a that fucking... That thing actually worked really well. <laughs> the talk boy worked well, and I'm surprised. This episode was really good because we had an hour and 40 minutes of good quality. Yeah, we had some pretty, pretty good content in this yeah, episode. Oh, yeah, I'd have to say. Very true. Now... One of Since the, we should get on to something a little more lighthearted before getting to the big thing, let's talk a little bit about what we would like from our fans for Christmas. Mm. And no, we can't talk about age of consent items. Uh, I was going to yeah. say blowjob was the first and only thing that came to mind. <laughs> yeah. Would you yeah, really want... Much. Well, well, it's up to you. I mean, some of our psycho fans would probably do that, but would you really <laughs> want to know where they... I don't know. If... Ladies, if you're like uh, podcast groupies, that's not the right path to be walking down. <laughs> no, we're looking for musician ro- roadies, groupies, or uh, what is another thing? Or uh, fan, just fan. Well, anyway, fan service. <laughs> that's fan, fan service to me. If you yeah, ask me. That is fan service. <laughs> that is fan service, but something like that. Either way, so we just want you guys to enjoy your holiday. Think about us when you're doing things. Like showering, <laughs> taking a shit, <laughs> making some, making some very good crystal meth. Yeah, cooking a spam egg sausage and spam sandwich. <laughs> I don't like spam. Spam, 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 and spam. <laughs> oh Christ! Uh, so we should get into the part we all waiting for. What are we talking about? We're talking about that one. Oh, oh no, no, we no, didn't no, even no, no. We give didn't our review. Give our Oh, you're absolutely you're absolutely yeah. right. So, what would you guys give Die Hard, starring John McClane? I mean, Bruce Willis and Carl Winslow. I mean, Reginald Devell Reginant. I would say our five point rating. What would you give it? I would give it five detonator charges inserted into a C four stick. So really, okay. What would you do? Ah, uh, gee, let's see. I'm gonna give it a solid four, four fucking Nazi goon rating. Really, a four, not the five. I'm not gonna go full five. It's a solid, solid fucking four though. Like it's got a lot, a lot, a lot going for it. Very few things I had to nitpick about it, which don't even really matter. But it's not the the perfection in my eyes. But it's a very, very good film. You gotta see it. And I am going to give it a, well, you know what? I'm going to give it a really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't watch us now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will swell up, and your soul will be forfeit to the ninth circle of hell, <laughs> where you'll be forced to watch as Jar Jar Binks, going, Misa, love you, shoot you with an AK-47 outside the 50th level of the Nakatomi Tower. And then, then... On top of that, makes you copy and paste all of your <laughs> Audacity files, copy and paste. five second increments to save the podcast. Copy and paste into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> and Zan is sad now. It's some kind of Chinese torture device. Just <laughs> copy paste. While upside down with a fucking drip, slowly <laughs> driving you insane. And a uh, certain S M C, no S R C. Looking at you going, <laughs> do you know anything about swallows? <laughs> you remember now, yes? <laughs> 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 
Uh, Why are you talking to us, you evil whore? <laughs> almost. We're almost oh, 50% man. done. But either way, so let's get into that part. Well, first, remember you can check out all of our earlier episodes at... Um, Various the, places online. www.spirekin.com, spirekin.darkbb.com. On our Twitter under Spirekin Movies. You can email us at spirekinmovie at gmail.com. You can check us out mainly on iTunes. Uh, definitely some comments. Leave us a voicemail at 206-350-8462. And finally, you can... Um, well, you figure out the rest. Just read our show notes. I feel bad for everybody listening right now. Like, hopefully everything works out and we can put this on the on the tail end of a really cool episode. Yeah. But, like, literally, you can hear it in our voices. Like, the fucking Grinch came down yeah. and stole our fucking Christmas spirit. But, but like... Like fucking uh, the Kali Ma guy in Temple of Doom, where he rips out their guy's heart and like bursts into flames <laughs> in his hand. Like that's pretty much what happened with our Christmas spirit. Yeah. Yes, and we're all sad and depressed, and it's really late. This doesn't is, help that it's after one a.m. <laughs> yeah. And all of us <laughs> got to work tomorrow, so in, in the morning, so it's like, oh, well, I'm probably gonna go to bed. I'm just gonna Iron Man it out. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll Iron Man straight through. <laughs> Zan is gonna be copy pasting until it's time to go to work. <laughs> Gonna, it's like in one of those scenes, you know, where the sun comes up really fast. That's what it's gonna be all night long. Yep, it's very true, very true. Oh but Christ! You guys, almost this thing is done. We'll see what happens. But either way, so with that in mind, it's time for that part we've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the dodecahedron of movies. And I'm gonna keep it in this monotone voice because I'm tired and I don't want to add the filter. Sorry, guys. Maybe next time. Because <laughs> it's the monotone. So either way, so we All got right, a pretty roll. interesting list. And for those of you who don't know, the dodecahedron is a 12-sided dice, blah, blah, blah. It is Christmas, so I'm just going to rush it. Cal, you you roll. Cal, say the day. Cal All rolls. All right, let's see. Six. Huh? Ooh, excellent. Very, well, that's the one you asked for. Yeah, Cohen, Cohen production. Do you have it? I don't have it, no. Neither do I. Uh-oh. That's a red box or something. Never heard of it. Uh, it's on Netflix. We could use your code if you want, or you can Netflix it and we can watch it for next week or something. Yeah, I'll Netflix it. It's really cool. It's got uh, uh, Tim Robbins and uh, Paul Newman and uh, fucking... Uh, the guy who looks like Morgan Freeman, but he's not Morgan yeah, Freeman. Yeah, I thought <laughs> Morgan Freeman was the only name that came to mind, but it's not him. Yep, and what movie are we talking about? We are talking about, by the Coen brothers, it's a hula hoop. The hula hoop. Me, I want a hula hoop. Oh, it's so close. So close, we're almost done. Let's see what happens when it hits zero. Watch. We'll see. <laughs> the fucking computer's just gonna spark and <laughs> smoke's gonna come out. <laughs> then you're gonna hear me throw it out the window and go... <laughs> it comes like a Tesla coil and just shoots off electric bolts. But either way. Come on! So, either way, so what is your favorite line from this movie? Me? Yep, Cal. So Mine was... As usual, this is... Oh, just say as usual, this is Cal. Oh, so either is, way... Alright, as usual, this is Cal. My favorite line of the movie was towards the end when John is fighting Carl, and he says, I'll kill you, I'll fucking cook you, and I'm gonna fucking eat you. <laughs> And uh, this has been Deke, uh, albeit a slightly more depressed and deranged Deke than uh, normally at the end of these episodes. And my favorite line in the film 
was uh Attention whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. No fucking shit, lady, do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? This is your host, Zan and my favorite. I wanted this to be professional. Efficient, adult, cooperative, not a lot to ask. Alas, your Mr. Takagi did not see it that way, so he won't be joining us for the rest of his life. Have a, have a happy holiday and have a good week. We're gone, but... Alright, we're bye, done. Bye, bye, bye. Later, people. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> and a happy new year. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. Let your heart be From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Remember when we first met John McClane? Argyle picked him up from the plane and took him down the Nakatomi Tower to meet with Holly. He came to get her back and to be her man But Hans and his buddies fucked up the plan And that's about when everything went sour At the Christmas party And the terrorists were overzealous But it was sweet when they killed Ellis And with a little help from Alan John McClane kicked ass We're gonna die John
choice and the choice is plain. We can live free or we can die hard, as hard as we can. From taking on a terrorist he's ever led, to taking on an F-35 jet, with the greatest car explosions by far. They sure look sweet, man. And we know what the basic gist is. There ain't no Alan and it's not Christmas. We don't know, but we're pretty sure that John McClane kicks ass. We're gonna die. Get together, have a few laughs.